0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good feelings.
1: Good vibes.
0: Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 27, recorded June 15th, 2019. We're halfway through the year. Um, we will be covering Invitations of the Nine. And I'm your host for this evening. I'm Elmist. This
2: is Hyvin,
1: And this is Mrs. Hyvin.
0: All right. As far as podcast news, we've got our usual stuff. We like feedback. Uh, reach out to us on our Twitter account at guardians underscore lore. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com and you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Google Play. Next week... Uh, we'll be going over the lore tabs for the Trials of the Nine Weapons and Armor. And that's kind of like a whole we'll spin foil. Right. Because like we're revisiting stuff that we saw early into D2 with the knowledge of what we have.
2: Yes. We're going to make a little bit of a... I don't know. What do we say? We're going to save that for some of our own personal <laughs> theories and just kind of discussion about the whole nine... As a, as, a, as a solid unit, as, an, as a group.
0: Trials of the Nine and Speculation of the Nine. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we'll be on a small summer break until July 16th. So right after my birthday. Never even occurred to me.
1: <laughs> July, babies.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Fun yeah. fact. Alamist and both of his siblings are all in July recently um born in july recently i was in a party with him and his two siblings and his mother was in the background and could hear the audio and i was like dang they must have been bored and she was like hey october was kind of chilly so yeah we were and i was just like oh she admits to it and then it got even funnier when i realized hyvan and his brother also both born in july so (laughs) it's a thing
2: (laughs) it's a fact
0: yeah well, you know, people go out to Halloween parties and you know Yeah. Yeah. Uh getting back on track. <laughs> Stuff you may have missed in Destiny. We have a new menagerie boss. Um it's all ogre now because the the podcast comes out two hours before reset.
1: I feel like I can't that believe you actually high. Was oh, it good? is,
0: He, but he actually,
2: yeah, I, I love that he actually wrote in the show notes, though. It's all ogre now. That wasn't, like, on the fly, like, he prepped this. Sure. <laughs> hey, it's never ogre.
0: The puns are never ogre.
1: This should be ogre. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, the truth of the situation is, we were still searching for the truth.
1: Uh, some people got the truth.
0: Yes, because of the late episode, we've
2: already discussed this. Yeah, same stuff, really. You haven't really missed anything else because it's all about the same.
1: Yeah, unless they're listening to these back to back and they're two weeks behind on Destiny.
2: They're two behind. It doesn't really matter because this stuff's already happened. So, yeah. Although we do have Uh, one bit of extra news, I guess.
0: Yep. Next week is Iron Banner, and uh, we also have Double Valor. And usually on the weekend, it's triple Valor.
2: Yep. I think so. so if
0: you're really going for those those Valor resets, next week will really help with that.
2: Yeah. But yeah, we don't really have as much news because we already did this. Same week.
0: <laughs> what a crazy thing. Just a
2: couple days ago. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> right. So then, let's move in what? to Mrs. Hyven's question corner.
2: You're not supposed so- to introduce it. The hostess, we can't introduce your That's own fine. segment? Gosh.
1: Yeah, I can. That's exactly what I can do. <clears throat> Anyways, for those of you who don't follow us on the Twitter, first of all, shame on you. I'm so much fun to talk to. Come on. Second of all, if you missed it, um, I recently tweeted out that I have started listening to Focus Fire Chat starting at episode two because episode one was not on Apple Podcasts, to which I was informed it's lost to the archives. Um, Anyway, so with all of this new knowledge comes new questions, and that is how this segment was born. Questions.
2: She's finally getting into Destiny 1 lore with the help of Focused Fire chat. Since yeah. they've done such a fantastic job, I don't have to go through and explain everything to her. So, one of It'll these days we'll cover some Destiny it. 1 topics, but there's so many good ones for Destiny 2. I just haven't had well, time to go Well, the
1: awesome back. thing is that This'll right now a lot of what I've been listening to, they talk a lot about Eris Morn, and it's kind of funny because, well, her story's coming back around. Um, yep. So it's pretty, pretty timely. Anyways, so this week, my question is not to get more information for myself. It is not something that I was confused on, but something I'd actually like to get your thoughts on. As I was listening to the Saint 14 episode, which is episode three, they're both freaking out right now. Um, <clears throat> anyways, They were discussing Exo Guardians, obviously, Saint-14. So I started to think, okay, so what does that mean for, like, when you choose an Exo and the possibilities of your past and all of that stuff? And they went in and touched on some of that. In fact, I believe they made a joke about one of their Exo's wipes being deleted, like, all of something from, like, an old elite uh, controller glitch that used to be a thing. I don't know. (laughs) Not, Not fully aware. But it led me to want to ask both of you this question. So, first of all, do either one of you have an XO as one of your classes?
0: Yes. I do as well.
1: Okay. Is it either of the (laughs) ones you main?
0: No. Yes.
1: Oh, 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 fun. Okay. So, (laughs) it led me to wonder, if you choose an XO, what does that mean for the possibilities of your past? What do you personally, and it's interesting because Hyvin and I actually kind of talked about a little bit this, go this morning, into our next he did not know that this was my question <coughs> at all. So that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. But what does that mean to the possibilities of your past, your first life, your exo life, the subsequent resets, and now being a guardian? You know, have you thought about that? And, and what is your take on all of these potential lives this exo has lived? Well, I'll let LMS go first, since I think Hyvan's got a little more for it.
0: <laughs> uh, well, like we know that when guardians are resurrected, they don't have any memory. They might have some residual emotion or or anxiety, uh, as we Maybe covered some personality
2: last week. traits, but not really memory. Yeah,
0: right. It, it, But, like, taking that into consideration, along with the fact that when XOs are reset, a little bit of their memory is wiped away anyway. It's just like reformatting a hard drive, you'll lose a little bit of memory. Um, (laughs) Well, like, normally it's minuscule amounts that you honestly would never see. But taking all that into consideration, I never really named my my, EXO, So I never really came up with a backstory or anything.
1: All right. So I'm going to pause you there and move over into Hyven. Because, like I said, funny enough, when we were discussing what's going to be our next question, it kind of led into a conversation that also fits into this. So I'll let you decide how you want to piece that together, or if you want me to move into the next question, babe, and then do it all. I was you. just
2: going to comment on the... A little bit of the first of all the the lore behind we have when we get into the book, Cade's uh, the man they call Cade. Um, he's got some interesting memories being both a Guardian and an EXO. Almost sounds like EXOs. There's possibly a chance for them to retain some memory, uh, just because of how their reboots work. Um, it's very interesting, just because because their consciousness is uploaded somewhere or somehow. So EXOs have a weird kind of opportunity in that while some of their memory is lost just in the fact of them being Exos the fact that they're Guardians normally they would retain nothing but we do know that somehow they are reset as Exos Cade knows a lot about his past before he's an Exo somehow whether or not that is something similar to the way uh, Anna uh, Bray knows her identity not entirely sure he does leave journals for himself also, which is also kind of an interesting set of cards to read. Uh, but it's, I think it's very interesting. Uh, I, I think Exos and Guardians might be the most interesting combination uh, because Exos are kind of crazy all by themselves, and then you throw a Guardian into the mix. Um, as far as myself, um, I have some interesting headcanon for my own character um, because I play a human and an Exo. And so, somewhere along my story, my character has turned into an Exo. Um, I, I have a variety of different theories based off of what actually is possible in-game, and then kind of my own headcanon. Um, but yeah, so part of my... my if it, you know, and not everything technically would follow along with lore, but somewhere along the line, I, would, I kind of had a headcanon of my guardian being an old guardian, it was originally rezzed a long time ago, in like Drifter era, when Guardians were classless. Uh, he started as a human, he was a classless human, but things happened that led to him being lost, and Ghost not being able to find him, and by the time Ghost found him, he was an Exo, but he was still a Guardian. And that's when I came back and had to pick my actual subclass, because in future days, you gotta be a Titan Warlock or a... Um, Hunter. So that's kind of a little bit of like my headcanon. I kind of like the idea that maybe I started off as a human and turned Exo somewhere along the way. Part of that headcanon is because I started with a, a human in, in Destiny 1 before I knew anything about Exos and then realized that Exos were kind of freaking cool and that you could make a whole lot of awesome backstory go into the life of an Exo. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers what exactly your, your question
1: yeah, I mean, my question really was just more like, what are your opinions on it? What are your thoughts on like the potential like past lives and everything? Um, so I do think that's why I thought it was interesting just because you didn't know that was my question. And then you were telling me that's the story this morning. Um, and so I thought it was very interesting how it fit well. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was not a question to necessarily learn something, but just kind of get a little bit more of like your guys, like you said, like your head cannons, your, your thoughts on.
2: In my opinion, that. I think it's that exos cool. might retain. An EXO Guardian, in my opinion, might actually retain some information between uh, initial res. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if we technically have any hard evidence. But I kind of think that they might be able to retain some of their information. If we ever get into the Deep Stone crit, I think we'd really get some answers to that. But if they really are like a computer, and then they're storing the memories from their past lives, they could get access to everything before they were Guardians. Um, so I think we could learn a lot about the past if we ever got into some Destiny lore about Exos and like their true origin and stuff. Uh, I think that would be a really cool way to implement an area in the game where maybe we got to replay past encounters. Mm-mm. It could be as if we were playing through simulations of Saint-14's past lives. Like That would be kind of cool. So <laughs> I-, I, think it's, I think you have a lot of options with an Exo.
0: And I, I can agree with that, because um, like, exos wouldn't retain a full memory of, of something that happened, but they might have flashes, and it, it's it's always a, an area of interest for me, um, and I really want to dig into the, a man called Cade, yeah, lore book,
2: yeah, and I, I, th- I think it's part of. it, yeah, I think part of it is the fact that a lot in, in, in game, we don't really have the timeline for everything. So the exos that are guardians, we're not sure like how many of their resets were before they were guardians or how many were after. Does that make sense? For all yeah, we know, I mean, all the I guardians that we're that talking they about,
1: they were wiped
0: prior to being to not- guardians.
1: To not give your Guardian a backstory allows the opportunity for you to pick one, for you to figure one out. You know, you were talking about if you ever got into the Deepstone Crypt, I feel like you would get there and it'd be like, here's everyone else's past, but yours is somehow missing. Oh, yeah,
2: no, it it wouldn't give us (laughs) ours, I don't think, no. But it might teach us a little bit more about why um, the resets are happening, because it's not just for DER, I don't think. Uh, I think there's also some... Cade kind of talks a little bit about maybe covering some stuff up. But that's for another topic. I think we've probably spent (laughs) plenty of time on your...
0: Or S-E-R. Spontaneous EXO reboot. That's true. That's true.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciated that. Thank you for...
2: I was a little long-winded because it goes into our Q&A that we talked about this morning.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you guys indulging me. Um... Maybe next week it'll be to enlighten me more. Uh, but this week that was just something I was thinking about. Um, because I agree. After listening to Scene 14, I was like, Exo is just like the an Exo Guardian. Just the potential of past lives is kind of insane. Um, but now we are going to move on to a question we got on Twitter this week. Um, so it was kind of awesome. I was excited. She's running this like,
2: thing, Elmis? She's host again.
1: No, Elements and I talked about it. I was going to no, be doing No, I
2: know. It's your Twitter
1: stuff. <laughs> You're going to handle yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's my question corner and it's Twitter. Um, anyways, so this week on Twitter, it was so much fun. I feel like we had a lot of different people, like, reaching out and talking with us. And um, I don't know, Twitter was just We had a up. lot of love. A lot of love. And it was awesome, you guys. We loved that so much. Um, and just, it was just awesome. Part of that, uh, part of that love this week was a Twitter follower reaching out and asking a question. And it just so happened that he asked it yesterday, so I thought the best way to answer it would to be throw it into the podcast this week, uh, specifically so he could get everyone's take on it, not just mine, <laughs> or me typing everyone's take on it. But anyways, the question comes from Joey Contola. Hope I pronounced that right. And it's at sickxjoey. And he asked, um, "I've met other guardians in the wild, and guardians I've met at events, and they've asked me this question. So I'd like to ask you as well: Does your guardian have a name, not just a gamer tag, but a real name? And does your ghost have a name? So I'm going to throw it to Elemist first.
0: So my actual gamer tag is I am Elemist, which is why I've always." kind of laughed about my intro because I always say I am Elimist.
1: Um I we all laugh about that
0: but like I use the Elamist name for all my characters you know I have a and d character named Elamist. I have you know my main guardian is named Elimist. Um so that's what I use
1: sorry I was just going to real quick I know you've explained it to me but explain it to everyone else where that comes from
0: it actually comes from a book series that i read as a kid called Animorphs. in the book series there's a character named the elemist and he's kind of like the good god character um and he's locked in an intergalactic chess game with an evil god um and i i thought it was cool
2: he truly is Elemist. Like, even his family calls him Elemist. Or yeah, just that's what L. I was
1: just about to say. Additionally, when I was um, in the party with his family the other day, his mom called him L. And I was like, wait, what? And then she called him Elemist. And I was like, wait, did your mom just call you Elemist? And they were all like, wait, yeah, we Wait, doesn't your mom know your real name?
2: I'm pretty yeah, sure Yeah, right, exactly.
1: That. And she said that they've, like, been calling him that since he was, like, 12 or 13. So, yeah, I mean, it's He's, That's it's not a thing.
2: cop-out. He's not just using his gamer tag. That is, that yeah. is him.
1: So I'd like to, yeah, really emphasize not a cop out. But anyways, you can move on to so, your ghost. So now. that is me. <laughs> um, I am Elamist. <laughs> I
0: am Elamist. Um, as for my ghost, I like I've been trying to come up with a name for my ghost, but like I haven't found one that I really like or that fits. So I normally I just go the seven route and I just call him my ghost.
1: I like it.
2: All right, Mrs. Hyven, you take it away.
1: <gasps> I take it away. For not being okay. an
2: avid player, I'm pretty sure she's so, got the an answer.
1: I have always wanted to name my guardian and my ghost. Always, always, always. I've always said that like it, it needs to have a name. Especially because I yell at my ghost half the time. So it needs a name for me to yell at it. It just does. But I've never <laughs> actually gotten around to naming it. So when this question came up yesterday, I said, all right, this is it. It's time. We're doing it. I'm naming it. So... This has happened. Um, my guardian at first, so interestingly enough, I almost named her Peyton because I loved the name. And growing up, I named, like, everything Peyton. Um, just loved the name. And then I got married. And Hyven was like, that's a horrible name if we ever have kids it's not being named that. I apologize so, if
2: anyone's name is Peyton. I
1: don't know. <laughs> not, like, a name. horrible name. He just didn't like it for his daughter. And I understand everyone has tastes and like the names that they like, and eventually we mutually agreed on names for children we'll never have. Um,
2: <laughs> Apparently, that's something you have to do when you're dating.
1: I just <laughs> well, I needed engage, my hypotheticals. I, I needed my hypotheticals. So I was like, no, that that's a stupid, that's a stupid reason to name my guardian. That I wanted legit reasons, and something I'm super into is meanings of names. Um, I just I don't know. I think it's really cool back in the day you know that's how people would name their kids is by the meaning of the name that's why all those Bible names are super weird um, <laughs> but anyways so I wanted to name my guardian something that meant light and um, so I went on a little Google search and I found exactly what I liked so my guardian officially is named Thea because it means light and actually, it does not only mean light. Thea is the name for the Greek goddess of light. So, not gonna lie, I legit specifically googled search badass girl names that mean light. <laughs> yeah. I'll deliberate. So, for my ghost, I just needed he needed a name, but I am torn. Because the one I like the most is Rahul. But Hyvin claims that's just not going to work because of Master Raul. I specifically like it because it is Arabic for traveler. And the ghost is part of the traveler. The other option, which I don't like as much, is Gahiri, which is Somali. I I only don't like Gahiri as much because I feel like my chances of remembering it are less.
2: I told him because he's a little piece of the traveler, he needs to be Rahulito. And then yeah. she just rolled her eyes at me. And
1: we moved on. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I think overall, I'm going to go with Gahiti Just because it's not already in-game. And I'm just going to save the picture of where I screenshot it. To remind myself that it's Traveler and Smalley. Because I will forget that part. Um, where it actually comes from. And, uh, yeah. We're just going to go with Gahiti. But, so yes. I have Thea. And Kahiti. And I specifically picked a female name because my I only have one character. Um, She is awoken. She is a female. She is a warlock. And I just felt like Greek goddess of light fit her.
0: I can dig it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't name me ghost Rahul because I could just see (laughs) uh, I could just see you and Hyven at the tower. Hyven's decrypting stuff and curse you Rahul and your ghost (laughs) is looking at him going what
2: I don't understand
0: (laughs) why am I being yelled at
1: right my ghost artist is going to get yelled at enough it doesn't need Hyven as well
0: all right Uh, Hyven what about you
2: okay so my guardian does not have a name because I cannot think of one (laughs) but not just because I've been too lazy I've wanted to change my gamertag for a long time and if I could figure that out, that probably would have been a name. But I also decided the reason I don't have a name is because I would be in a Guardian who asked my ghost to name me. Um, so as far as my in-game canon is my ghost gave me my name. And since I don't have an actual ghost to give me a name my character does not have one. But my, go- my Guardian's name is named after my ghost in the same way Oren asked her ghost for a name. So yes, I am named, but I don't know what it is because I don't have a ghost. I need to find someone who will pretend to be my ghost and then they can name me. But anyway, I would probably be the person who was Rez and I, you know, with no knowledge, what would I jump to? I don't know because I could immediately, the first thing I thought of for ghost names, I had no problem. But when it came to naming myself, I couldn't. So I don't know why I didn't use the name for myself, but I think I would have been a guardian who asked my ghost to name me and I named it. So that's kind of where I
1: So if your ghost asks you to name it, what would you name it?
2: All right. So my ghost has two possible names. Um in my head canon, my ghost is female. However, that doesn't work in game because they've chose a male role. So in my head canon, my ghost's name is Takara. However, if I have to follow in-game mechanics, like I said, the same way my character has two different backstories, one that fits and one that's kind of my own lore. And the same way my ghost, ironically, is named Kinji, which is the name of somebody's ghost and I believe ghost stories when we read. So I thought that was kind of ironic. This is something I actually decided before um, that came out. So it was a kind of a cool coincidence. So it really just depends on what, how, uh, how much down the rabbit hole I want to go.
0: So, essentially, you're like a mix of um, Orin and Tyra Karn. It's like the reverse of Tyra Karn. Ghost, (laughs) give me a name.
2: Why don't you name yourself? Yeah, my ghost won't give me a name. That's exactly There you go. I've I've now put it in. (laughs) My my guardian has no name because my ghost refuses to name me.
0: Don't call me guardian. (laughs) Exactly. She just
2: calls me or he just calls me guardian. Like I said, yeah, I wish they had to let us choose uh, male or female ghost.
1: Especially because we do know that female ghosts are a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, do you think that's interesting? My um, ghost's I name hope... is
2: Peter Dinklage. Oh my God. Just kidding. Dinklebot. Uh, Dinklebot.
1: Dinklebot. won't stop Dinklebot. with that all day. I'm going to kill him, Just you guys. I'm going to
2: kill him. But yeah, I'm no. gonna there him. you go. So that's me, Kenji or Takara.
1: Yeah. Which also led us to decide that Takara is a great girl name. So I again have always this type of children name, we're not having.
2: I thought I told her this a long time ago, but I've always liked the name Takara. And she it was the first time she had ever heard it. She was like, That's beautiful.
1: And additionally, like I said, name meanings uh, mean a lot to me. So when we looked it up, it was a precious jewel. So nice. Both right? Names I was like, like, yeah, if I had and a kid. I've always had an affiliation kind of for Japan. Jewel.
2: So I think that if I were dead and would have come back those would be the names I would probably remember.
1: Fun so, fact, when he says he's always had a thing for like Japanese culture, he's not lying. I even never really learned how to use a fork properly because from a young age, he started using chopsticks.
2: My parents were cool and they just let me do what I wanted. So I chose to learn how to eat with chopsticks before I really ever learned how to use a fork properly. <laughs> <laughs> Until I was on a uh, work trip and elbowing coworkers in the side because I eat. At the age fork, of like 23. Shovel. Yeah, this is not that long ago. <laughs> Eating like a shovel, they showed me how to hold it properly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's irrelevant.
1: He doesn't use forks. That's nice. But anyways, Joey, I hope that answered your question. It was fun for all of us to think about it. So.
2: And I'd like to know what your asking. guardian and ghost's name are yourself.
1: Yeah, that too. So and let me know if I'm allowed to have that. a female
2: ghost, even though the game won't let me.
1: <laughs> yes, you can You can decipher that for Hyven. Um, let us know yours. And we'll let everyone know on next week's podcast when I hear back from you. Unless you don't and... want to,
2: I mean, it's public on the Twitter page, so <laughs> unless it's a DM, I don't actually know how you responded. Now I feel bad.
1: Uh, no, he he asked he he added us directly on Twitter. It was not oh, a cool. DM, cool. Um, so it was pretty cool. And um, yeah, if anybody else has questions, let us know. It was definitely fun to kind of think about stuff like that, and I feel like. We got a little bit of personal insight into everyone today, too. But, uh, yeah. Now that we've gotten, as they say on Focus Fire Chat, because I've been listening, all of the, you know, like house cleaning taken care of.
2: Yes. And we might not do this every week because, obviously, this is
1: It took a bit of time.
2: It does take a good minute of time. But I think this is a fun little segment, a couple segments that we're going to throw in. So, listeners, yeah, hit us up with your questions. Email us your questions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because this was fun. But now, I'm going to throw it back over to Elements, because he's actually the host tonight, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let him take us into Invitations of the Nine.
0: Alright. So, brief intro to the topic. Uh, these were quests you bought from Zur. You can only ha- buy one per week. You have to actually complete it before Zur shows up. Um, there's nine of them total. And each one has a quote from each entity of the nine. Um, for most of them, you had to actually complete a specific strike and collect nine items from enemies on the planet that the uh the strike happens on, so like
2: except for the, the- glitch for two weeks when nobody could finish it because the planet didn't have. The- <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, don't don't remind me. What was it Vex on Tangled Shore or something like that? Yes, Vex yeah. on Tangled Shore. Um, and once you actually got the quest completed, a new mission would open up right under the Reckoning, called Mystery and Potential. And essentially, you would drop into the derelict and progress. You know, to actually see a cutscene or see something that actually was happening. Um, And a lot of these are named after tarot cards.
2: And I would say, fun fact, if you haven't done them, you still can. There's no time limit, and they give powerful gear. So you're late coming into the game, you can still go one each week.
0: Yep. And that was it. You ready, Hyphen?
2: Yep. I'm ready when you are. All right. So we will go on to the readings of these cards. And as we said, these are actually in-game cutscenes. Um, so, these are just transcripts of video. Um, so, we will actually be reading off names for people who are laughing. And also, there will be scene set up. Uh, so, a little bit different than the normal lore book entries because they're not like grimoire cards. Although, I guess nothing's grimoire cards anymore. That was D1. Sorry. Shows my age. Here we go The world. The flavor text for this reads We ask to see you. The scene. At the derelict, the guardian jumps through the portal and is taken to the hall. A large form of the emissary appears before the guardian. The emissary. We stand at the precipice of history. What you do here changes the cosmic balance forever. You have made allies of dangerous beings, gods and god pretenders. How long before your company involves you in something you cannot come back from? Those I serve have much to learn from you. You are their greatest curiosity, the agent on whom all fates converge. The dredgeon presents a special prize to the Nine. He is an anomaly, an elemental balance, a grand experiment. We remember his trial. The Guardian experiences a vision of the Drifter's derelict without its hull trailing behind it. Inside, the Drifter plays a game of cards with a shadow of yore. The Shadow, it's about time someone taught you respect, little man. Drifter laughs. Someone like you? I know you all keep tabs on me. The Shadow, yeah, you've been straying. You don't even use his name no more. Shadow throws a card on the table. Drifter, well, that's why I'm still breathing, brother. Gamut is a chance at salvation. Take it. The Drifter places a card on the table, winning the game. The shadow stands up in anger and points his thorn at the drifter. The drifter holds up his hands in surrender. Shadow, you were always so afraid Shin would get you. Sorry, old friend. The drifter points to his right hand with his left. With a flick of his wrist, a mode of dark appears in his hand. points in the direction behind the shadow. Drifter, behind you. The shadow turns around to see a take-in captain appear behind him. The Taken Captain attacks the Shadow, sending him flying over the nearby railing. Shadow screams as he falls. The Drifter laughs just as the Taken Captain approaches him. Drifter. Whoa, boy. Easy. Easy now. The Captain roars and reaches out towards the Drifter. The Drifter recoils. The Taken Captain is suddenly sucked into a portal and disappears. The Emissary appears in place of the Taken Captain. The Emissary. Dredgen. Drifter. Nah, not anymore. It's Drifter now. The Emissary. You have proven yourself worthy. Accept this gift from the Nine. Drifter. A gift? The derelict suddenly starts shaking. Drifter. What gift? The vision ends with a view of the derelict with the hall now behind it. The Guardian is back in the presence of the large form of the Emissary. The Emissary. Only two others have transcended their design. The first, an hourglass counting down with infinite patience. The second, a forgotten blade sharpened anew. And now, the dredgen. Visit us again. We wish for you to understand what we understand. For now, it is my purpose to speak to you, and you alone. But only if you remain worthy. Drifter's response to this whole encounter... The guardian talks to the drifter after seeing a vision from the nine. Drifter. Hold up. You saw that damn card game? No, no, no. Not good. They're giving you visions too? I'll say it straight. I got a bad habit of biting off more than I can chew. But hey, guys got to eat. And the deal that got me in the hall? It just looks so damn tasty. But damn, they're reaching out to you. No, ma'am. You keep clear of that little blue psycho. Leave this to me. You see her again, you turn the other way. Understand? Trust nothing you hear.
1: So, this is actually, I think, one of the few ones that you played for me, Hyven.
2: It is the longest one and it was kind of hype. I know. Yeah, it was.
1: (laughs) Um, Not really much to say. I think the only thing to mention is we discussed last week you know when the emissary became before that her life and encounters with the drifter and you know we had discussed how she felt betrayed by this con man who she had opened up to after she lost everything and now after having that we're seeing this uh, this other encounter of them with both of them you know basically in their new positions
2: Damn, you jumped right into the relationship between the two of them. Uh-oh.
1: What? Is that not where I was supposed to go?
2: No, you're fine. That's just more of the spin foil for me and Elemist.
1: <laughs>
2: hey, much it's me- confirmed. It's confirmed. Yes. We'll talk about later and with other things how much memory they have of each other and various things. But yeah, their relationship continues. Are we reading that card today, actually? No. Next- we say No. Next week. So we'll talk about that next week. <laughs>
0: And I strictly did that because I knew I wouldn't stop.
2: Yep, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anything else to add, Mrs. Ivan? Or is that... That was your...
1: That's what I got.
2: You're getting it. All right. How about you, Elimist? I have a couple points I can think of.
0: So, when the Guardian comes back from the Vision, the Emissary talks about two others who have transcended their their design. I knew
2: where I was going.
0: The Emissary talks about how there's two others who have transcended their design, and there's a lot of argument about who that is talking about. Uh, I have my own spin-foil theories about that. Um, Needless to say, I have like two sets of of individuals that it could be.
2: I just think the the implication for those, but also the fact that there are two others talking about how Dredgen... He transcended his design in the, in the way that he wanted to do exactly the opposite of what he was rezzed for. You know, he chose not to follow the Traveler. And the Nine have noticed that he has been very different than a lot of the other risen, um, specifically the ones in his time. So I think that we're looking for two individuals that might be similar in that way. And yes, uh, I had some thoughts in the past. I've heard some theories that I like for some of them. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what were you thinking for, I guess the first one hourglass counting now with infinite patience
0: so for the hourglass <clears throat> the two that I'm, I'm considering are either Marasov or Osiris like, yeah. I'm not sure if, you know infinite is, is a play on words there because of Osiris being in the infinite forest. Um, but we know that if we're talking strictly by the actual wording there, you know, infinite patience, who has more patience than Mara? She's waited in the ascendant realm for two years, waiting for a way out.
2: And that's a good point because also just the fact that our guys counted out with infinite patience, well, the fact that she became an awoken <clears throat> is almost kind of. Pointing to possible parts of that. Definitely transcending her design because she didn't start off as that. So I could see that. Yeah, for that one, when I first thought of this, I thought very generally the first one, Hourglass Counted Down with Infinite Patience, just made me think of the Vex, not a specific one, but just the Vex. We don't exactly know. There's different theories about where they were, how they were meant to originally be. You know, a lot of their weapons are building tools um, that. They might have been caret- caretakers or shapers of an old world uh, that maybe they transcended their design in what they do now or when they found out that they were not going to exist in the future. Uh, the Vex's whole philosophy is just to always exist, and that's why they have infinite patience, because they can literally just change the timelines and mess with stuff. So that was a very, very broad, but I've also heard the thought of Mara, and I do like that possibly for being the most like individual person, I think, to to relate. But otherwise, I thought maybe some type of vex, but I'm not 100% sure. Well,
0: and, and as far as Mara, I mean, we've watched her through the Mara Senna and the Awoken of the Reef. Like, we watched her go from 19 year old girl who was scamming people um, all the way to Queen and. Now she's pursuing godhood,
2: yeah. and we know that she has a lot of dealings and very interested to the nine. So yeah, that's kind of I. That's one of my stronger theories too. I agree with that one for sure.
0: What about the, the Osiris one? one? Was the Osiris one was very loose, like it, yeah. it's just looking at the actual words, yeah, and thinking, yeah. okay, how can I relate that?
2: Well, that one's just kind. Of, it's just kind of unfortunate that we've wanted to know so much about Osir- Osiris for so long, and then his DLC just was kind of lackluster. And yeah. I feel like we're kind of waiting for something more interesting to come back about him. There's a lot of hype for Osiris, and it wasn't as much payoff. So I think that he might not be as relevant in a lot of the story at the moment.
0: We have infinite patience for his story. Um, I hope so. <laughs> as All for right, the how second, about that second one. one. So the two that I was thinking of, Variks, because we know he has had visions of the Nine.
2: Um And that fallen who had forgot been forgotten, and now he's doing new stuff.
0: Spoiler alert: He fashioned himself to be Kel of Kells. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, Eris, because she lost her ghost, she became infected with the acolyte eyes, and like the tower viewed her as the hive expert, but oh, you can't do anything.
2: Yeah, and she and Mara would be two indiv- interesting characters that the, with dealings with the nine. That's kind of. Cool. And
0: that was partly it as well. You know, m- at this point, Eris is Mara's guardian. Like, the two <laughs> are working together.
2: So, some of the things I've heard for these also, um, oh my goodness, like Pratith for the first one, an uh, hourglass counting down with infinite patience. Remember the old being stuck in his Vex time gate? I don't think that one really has anything to do. I don't think we'll ever see anything else with that story. I don't think so
0: either, because we found his bones.
2: We did, but we also got a message from him after he died. So, but that's the whole Vex time kind of thing. Yeah, they let him. That was one of those things where they let the portal open long enough for him to send a message. But we also found him dead at the same time. That's Vex for you, man. Yeah. But the second one, I do not have. I can't take credit for thinking of this, but I've heard this, and agree with the current stuff. It could possibly be. It makes it interesting. Forgotten blade, charmed anew. Coria blade transformed. Um, Coria was taken and gifted, and we kind of forgot about it. It, and now so what did we talk about the other day? Her. <laughs> yeah. What with that question we talked about? Um, but um, we seem to be. We have it's been sharpened anew. It's now being used by Sabathun to enact very interesting things. And it was designed as a Vex mine to, with one purpose and now it is being used by Hive. So that was something interesting that I thought someone, I heard someone mention that made sense.
0: See, my only thing is like, if we're talking forgotten blade, like uh, Going meta a bit, everyone is speculating about Korea. So like, yeah,
2: that's why I think it was a common topic. People are very interested in this.
0: Yeah. So like me thinking that it, it's a forgotten blade. I just yeah, I, just I have was speak.
2: referred to as the blade. It was supposed right. to be the blade of the yeah. But that was one. For my actual run game when I first read this card. I was thinking very broad. I think it is maybe thinking about specific people that it mentions the dredgeon. But I thought of the first one as the vex, and I thought of the second one just right away as the hive. Um, a forgotten blade sharpened anew. Uh, they transcended their design, and the fact that they were the krill, um, and became this crazy powerful group of entities. Uh, so that was kind of my, you know, when you think about time and hourglasses, I think of some vex individual. And, of course, Blades make me think of Hive. But for all I know, the Emissary, because, remember, they're interested in Guardians, all these refer to Guardians. And I could see it being Mara. So I could totally see Mara, uh, Eris. I think there's a lot. And I think a lot of people have made a lot of theories on that. But I don't think anyone, my knowledge, has come up with a surefire answer yet.
0: Well, and and at this point, it's spoken so broadly that it could be anything
2: alright well I guess we've spent a lot of fun there huh that was the only parts that I really thought that were kind of interesting I think (laughs) that is the part of this uh entry that most people have speculated about
0: oh yeah so I'll be covering justice the flavor text says we chose our emissary because she chose us the guardian jumps through the portal in the derelict and enters the realm of the Nine. Guardian finds the Emissary, and a ghost hovering near her. The Nine. Do you regret this? The Emissary. What? The Nine. Judgment. The Emissary. I have more agency as an agent than I ever did wielding the light. The Nine. You lost everything. The ghost falls to the ground. The Emissary. Nothing that ever mattered. I would die for those I love. The Nine. We don't understand. The Emissary. No. The Emissary disappears.
2: Right, so this one is
0: much shorter than our original
2: the first week, uh, but I thought it was still very interesting. We are now seeing the relationship between the Orin that we came to know in our last book and the Emissary of the Nine. Um, and even now, we talked last week, we ended our episode about how uh, Orin or the Emissary mentioned in that final card that she held on to a little of her will even when becoming the Emissary. So I, like, I think it's interesting now that the the uh, the Nine still talked to her, not necessarily as a full-on servant, the same way... Uh, Zur kind of is, but they they question her and they're still trying to learn from her. Um, So they basically are asking her, does she regret becoming the emissary? uh, Or is what they say, judgment. Um, What do you think happened to her to become the emissary? They refer to it as judgment. Do you think there's some process that that she went through? um, That almost talked about as if she had walked off into the fire and been like a phoenix, like was burned and birthed anew kind of thing.
0: Well, if we remember back to last week's lore book, we know that she was just obliterated and reborn.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: Um so that, that's what I'm thinking. You know, she entered the realm of the nine, which at that point she mm-hmm. lost her entire body and then all of a sudden same, it's just reformed.
2: La- yeah, the same way Lavinia was born. She realized that she was in a completely different plane of existence. That's kind of what I thought, too. And the to judgment, somehow she passed the judgment, passed through. But I like that she said she has more agency than I ever did wielding the light. If that doesn't sound a little bit like uh, my boy Drifter, once again, remember Orin and Drifter had a lot of conversations together. So he's not the only person who felt that the light was somehow controlling. Uh, and they have a little bit of a, just a, that little nod that her ghost falls to the floor and she doesn't even turn to look at it. Clearly it's a vision, not her actual ghost, but uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. Or and what do you think about maybe I shouldn't ask you, but that last part, you've lost everything, nothing that ever mattered. I would die for those I love. You, what do you think, how, how do you, is, that, is that rationalized? Becoming the emissary
0: so, for those she loved. Well, like the fact that the nine say, you know, you lost everything after she says, you know, I have more agency than I ever did wielding the light. It, it almost makes me, and the fact that the ghost fell, it makes me think that they're talking about you lost the light. You lost your ability to revive yourself again and again and again. Yeah. So she's saying, you know, yeah, I, I lost nothing that ever mattered. I would die for those I love.
2: I just find it curious that she mentions that she would die for those I love as not necessarily like one specific individual, but just that she claims that you know that becoming the emissary, she did it in order to save others. So once again, I think she still has more agency than even the nine might realize. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know what her thinking and what her plan truly is for this. You see her trying to lead Lavinia in the realm of the nines. So. I think she's got definitely a lot more to happen in the story.
0: Well, and and the thing that I'm I'm stuck on is like for those she loves at this point Namchi is somewhat uh, like he was announced dead. Um but there's the drifter, there's the pilgrim guard although she was she felt betrayed by drifter. Um and then what there's Mara. She...
1: Yeah, do you think she's just playing the Nine to find out more about Shiraido for Mara? Because that's, like, all she has left?
2: I don't think she has complete agency, but I think she's got enough that she's in there trying to do something. And her original plan was to possibly use the Nine in order to gain more power and knowledge. And to...
1: I also like that she just, like, mic drops on the Nine.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what, the nine right here, we don't understand. We're going to see that in cards later, but referring to death and fear and emotion, uh, they say that. Uh, if we notice later on, she's going to talk about fear and death, and the nine will repeat that, we don't understand. So we understand We see, in my mind, I, they don't quite understand emotion. I think that's what is being referred to as we don't understand. Because I think they do understand death because they're scared to not exist. They're not scared but they acknowledged before that without life they do not exist. Without material life. Matter life. Uh, So I think that they don't understand emotion and that might be also something they're trying to learn.
0: Yeah. like It it could be emotion like you said. Um, We know that they don't understand death. There's a number of things that we know they aren't capable of understanding because they aren't on our realm of being. Um part of that was also the Kakitus gates. Um they aren't able to understand our biology. Yeah. So like there's hey, a lot of stuff there. Much as they
2: can from uh Specifically Guardians, but I think all matter life. And they're having, or uh, I do what we call them, the Emissary be their go-between.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that was the whole reason for the Trials of the Nine. You know, entice the Guardians with loot and have watch them... them
2: kill each other a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, watch them kill each other. Learn as much as you can.
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Alright. We ready to move on?
0: Yep.
1: The High Priestess. Flavor Text. But our first alliance remains our most tenuous. Scene. The Guardian jumps through the portal and the derelict and is taken to the hall. The Guardian finds the Emissary and an enormous vision of Marasov. The Nine. The clever one is Peril. The Emissary. No. She will manage. The Nine. They will annihilate her. The Emissary. Then she will die as one of us. Gladly. The Nine. She will regret before the end. The Emissary. You don't know the meaning of that word. The Nine. She will beg for death's release. The Emissary. You cannot kill what has already died. The Emissary disappears.
0: So, we see that Mara is in danger. We don't know from what, but considering in the Queen's Court there were the pyramid ships, and we'll see more later, um, we can assume that that's it.
2: Yeah, I would say it's not really the Hive. She's conquered Oryx and stole his Ascendant Realm. Well, she put in motion the plan that killed Oryx and she stole his Ascendant Realm, so I would think she's not... Fearful of Hive, so I wouldn't say it's Sabbathoon. So I, I do think that this whole Invitations of the Nine, as you mentioned, is kind of pointing to a larger... Uh, a new threat. Threat, yeah, and I think that might be the Pyramid Ships. Um, I like that she does say, though, speaking of Mara, they say you know she will regret before she... Sorry, no, they will annihilate her. She says she will die as one of us, gladly. So... She's still referring to herself as an Awoken, and so being a part of that Awoken people. So once again, still claiming ownership to a people. So once again, more agency than you'd imagine.
1: But again, yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, with what we know about her and her like desire to be a part of a people, it doesn't yeah, surprise sure. me that like she still claims That's what tight. she held
2: on to, yeah. Yeah. In the same way, you know, guardians hold on to she held that on. She held on to that emotion and that feeling when she turned into a guardian. So it's not surprising that she still was able to keep that because
1: again, there's now tell me, as the emissary, is she still blue?
2: She is. She does look a little different, but
1: there's that desire to be with ones that you feel as though you are alike. There's that there's a cultural desire. You know, um, I was just hearing a story from somebody I know today. She just she just moved into a new apartment um, and she is like literally like 50 percent French. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm German or I'm blah, blah, blah. But they're actually like they don't even know the percentage. She's like straight up. Her mom's straight from France. Um, So she speaks French. And she just moved into a new apartment and she was talking with one of her neighbors um, and it was an African-American woman and they were talking. And this woman's, again, she's also straight up from Africa. And her English wasn't that great, but all of a sudden she slipped a French word in and my friend was like, oh, I know French. And so when they started speaking in French, Africa, her eyes, she said, got so wide because here she was in a place that wasn't familiar to her, but it was somebody who could speak her native language, her what she grew up speaking in a place that she was comfortable at home in Africa speaking. And there was just this sense of like comfortability because this friend of mine could speak to her and the language she was comfortable in. So I think there's that similar thing there for Orin or the emissary or whatever you want to call her. To have that familiarity of a culture.
2: Yeah, It's good. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we all have something we have to hold on to as some type of tie. So that's hers. Yeah. She it's always been Tamara kind of. She's she's the She was Mara's emissary, and now she's the Nine's emissary. But doesn't mean she can't do a little of both.
1: All right. He just sent me a picture. Why is she only wearing one shoe? <sighs>
0: Uh, that's actually not a shoe.
1: What? Oh, her, her leg. Is A different color. You're right.
2: So she looks a little odd. She's actually oh, no, actually
0: it does look like the shoe. So it
1: this does. Is but actually... if you look closer, you can tell that her feet there are toes. So
2: this yeah. is kind that of is a drawing. Wrong. Photo of her. She's not quite as white. She is very. She's much. She's more pale. But she does still looks like an awoken to in my opinion yeah, to a degree. Still has yeah,
1: tinge of blue there. I love her feet. That's
2: cool. Yeah, you can look at us some in-game photo of her, too. We can do one of these. I like it. <laughs> you can watch <laughs> it. And then, once again, I, I, lo- I see that she will, she will regret before the end. The emissary, you don't know the meaning of that word. I think that refers to possibly... What do you think? Regret or the end? What word do you think she refers to?
1: I think regret.
2: I think it's regret, also.
0: Honestly, it could be both
2: could be. It just said the word and I was curious this once again. i not understanding what regret like her saying you can't understand like what true regret is. They're just an interesting people. They like have kind of always been there but kind of can't they die. They kind of understand
1: never... humanity from an outside perspective but they can't ever actually treasure what humanity is from can't actually truly
2: experiencing relate. It. Yeah, that's kind of my take.
0: Yeah.
2: Alright, we All right, ready to move on to the next? Yep. Alright, so we are on the Magician. Flavor text. Now we turn our eyes to the future. Scene. The Guardian jumps through the portal in the Derelict and is taken to the hall. The Guardian heads, up to, heads to upwards by jumping on platforms which look like giant versions of the Drifter's Jade Coins and fighting the Emissary. The nine. What does it want? Emissary. You ask the same questions. You never listen. The nine. Why did it do this? Emissary. He's afraid. The nine. Of death? The emissary. Of everything? The nine. So it kills. The emissary. He hates violence. He hates it so much that he'll murder anyone who tries to inflict it on him. The emissary disappears. Drifter's response. The guardian speaks to the drifter after visiting the derelict. Drifter. Hey, if I tell you what I know about the emissary, will you promise to stop wasting your time on her? She used to be reefborn, loyal to the queen. Then she died. Ghost picked her up, took the name Orin. Then she went looking for the nine. She needed power. She got it. But now, she's something else. She has no past to uncover. She's not what she was. Neither am I. Stop looking for her.
1: Is the drifter just butt her? that, like, she got mad at him?
2: Well, he knew her before, and obviously, and I think he's just acknowledging that she's not what she was and that she's lost on some level. I it's what he's trying to uh, inform us of. To stop digging he into her past, we we're now. not going to get anything. Because regardless of what the Drifter appears to be, we're kind of referred to as his only friend. I think he actually does yeah. care about our well-being. I'm so
1: sad. Okay,
2: but yeah, the Drifter acts like a dick who cares about nobody. But you've read the book. You see how much he cares.
1: I know he cares.
2: And then, of course, the card. They're talking about the Drifter. He hates violence so much that he'll basically kill anyone who inflicts it.
0: And, and we know that. Like, we've <laughs> seen that.
2: Mm-hmm. If not him, he'll orchestrate it so that that person gets what is coming to them as we see him in Felwinter. Yeah. But I also like that the Emissary seems to be defending Drifter's actions. Uh, as, as the first entry brought out, the Nine are very interested in the Drifter. Uh, but the emissary kind of seems to be defending him a little bit.
1: Maybe um, she understands him better
0: now. Well, and, and I think a lot of that is stemming from the fact that, like, they're still trying to understand and what better mystery to understand than the Drifter. Yeah. You know, he hates That's... violence so much that he'll kill somebody.
2: Yeah, the Drifter is a great, like, he's, a, he's just a great Character man, there's so much to look into on him. Um <laughs> so you gotta you gotta and I see that smile. That looks like a you don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole kind of smile.
0: Yeah. Uh, like
1: I told you, we'll give you all the time <laughs> you want for rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> Should we move on then? Or do you have some points you wanna add?
1: Well,
0: no, it, it, it's stuff I'll, I'll cover next week because it's digging more into Drifter and Oren's relationship. All right.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: All right. But I'm going to move this right along to strength. Flavor text. And to you. Note about the scene. If the guardian is female, the emissary will say her and she during the conversation. As the guardian is male, the emissary will say him" and he scene the guardian jumps through the portal and the derelict and is taken to the hall. The guardian finds the emissary the nine what does it want the emissary power the nine like you the emissary no one is like her. The nine we don't understand the emissary. She has agency like you wouldn't believe. She can leave this place. The Nine. This plane? We can leave this plane? The Emissary. Think bigger. She can leave this game. The Nine. We don't understand. The Emissary. Then I'm afraid it's impossible to explain. The Emissary disappears. question. Do they just break the fourth wall?
0: (laughs) See, that's what everybody thinks. (laughs) That That was what everybody thought.
1: She can turn off her Xbox and go back to the real world.
0: (laughs) Like, that's what everybody thought when it first came out, and I'm like, thinking through it, I'm like, no, they're talking about the fact that Guardians make their own fate. You know, our Guardian is being used as a pawn in some respects but like we can transcend that game
2: i have a question because have you had the occasion of doing this on a male or female character no because i was pretty sure she the when this was read my character is male and the pronoun she was still used you know what? Huh. You know what, maybe I actually didn't do this one. Maybe I watched it on YouTube. I bet you that what it was. Because when the first time I read this, I almost thought they was talking about Mara, which played back to my original theory that she might be one of the guardians or the individuals that transcended uh, her existence. But that makes so much more sense though. I hadn't seen that. Well, very that's very interesting. So yeah, now I understand this this card because I, I have not actually done so that makes a lot more sense I know that some people mentioned breaking the fourth wall and I see why now but I yeah I didn't take it as that once when you read it this time I just still didn't take it that way I thought it the same way as you did Elimist it's that not just like like the nine said like this plane we can leave this plane which is kind of interesting because didn't they kind of fail at leaving that plane yeah so maybe they've made progress or I'm curious what they talk about but what game do you think they're talking about? I don't think it's fourth wall breaking. I don't know if they would take, they wouldn't throw a like goofy little card from personally in the middle of like these kind of serious cards. I just don't think it fits.
1: Well, okay, it might have real game meaning, but I also feel like it was
0: a slight right, right, like
1: undertones of like, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like I, I have a feeling that the writers. When they actually wrote that, they were like, it's meant to be read both ways.
1: I guess. I've heard it both ways. Um, oh that was that was a psych reference. <sighs> Couldn't help myself.
0: As for the actual game that they're referencing, I, I don't know. It might end up being the larger plan that's in motion with Mara and the nine and the pyramid ships.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Just trying to think. So yeah, personally, I don't know if we can give an answer exactly for this.
0: Yeah, like a lot of this, for now, is just unknown.
2: That also explains why the Nine are so interested, uh, because they don't understand how that we, as you said, we can make our own fate, we can transcend our original design. Uh, That's why they're investigating us.
0: You'd be surprised how many times I use that line from the Vault of Glass. Guardians make their own fate. So perfect, though. Well, because, like, that explains everything that's going on in in Destiny with our Guardian. I mean, we went into the the Heart of the Black Garden and we killed it. We went into the Vault of Glass and killed Atheon. Uh, You know, we're doing all this stuff. You know, we've killed Hive Gods. We've, you know, taken out the, the head of the Cabal Empire. Um, after the Emperor was thrown you know we're doing all this stuff against all odds and it it just proves that Guardians make their own fate
2: yeah and we've been in the center of every single one of those encounters which is why we are the Guardian yep alright well let's get into some of the fun stuff these next couple are all fun videos between Drifter and Orin
0: Okay, I'll be covering the Twins. Flavor text. Fools. Preoccupied by mortal affairs when mortals are preoccupied by imagined histories. The Guardian jumps through the portal in the Derelict and is taken to the hall. The Guardian jumps into another portal in the hall. A large form of the Emissary appears before the Guardian, along with a vision of the Drifter and another Guardian, Orin, sitting at a table. Oren, I'm sorry, I just really miss it. Drifter, yeah, me too. Oren, Sniffles, how did you say you knew each other again? Drifter, oh, we, uh, Namchi and me, we're, we're buddies. Met in a little dive on Ceres. You used to play cards. He talked about you a lot. Said the Queen trusts you to talk to the Nine for her. He scoffs that true? Orin chuckles. Yeah, sort of. Doesn't seem important anymore. Drifter. Yeah, well, you ever need a shoulder to cry on? I'm here for you. The vision of the Drifter and Orin disappears.
2: So we have what quite possibly could have been those campfire stories that were kind of described in our last book, an agnostic of a uh, basically just Orin pouring out her emotions to Drifter and then this kind of is like yeah, to wooing, but Drifter you know, and um, I think like, you know, early on, I, and this is kind of like, almost like after emotions have calmed down a little bit, you know, there's that little, and how did you know each other again? Uh, and I think this is kind of like before, when Drifter was maybe just kind of starting to get pulled into being more interested than just the nine we see that he asks a little bit about the Nine, but he's not so centered on the Nine. For once, he seems like he might be interested in something else.
0: Yeah. I think this isn't like the initial conversation, you know, them actually starting to talk. I think this is more of like after they've been talking a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's the first time we see Orin. And if you hadn't read the cards, the first time that this guardian is referenced, and at the time you wouldn't know that she would be the emissary unless you've read the, uh, the books. So I thought it was kind of cool that they threw this in game, um, just to kind of, I don't know. To me, it was kind of like you like whet everyone's appetite to get like more information about it. I like yeah. when they put stuff in game. I think the invitations of the nine were a good added feature for people who don't get to read the lore. All
0: right. Well, anything and, else for that one? Oh, go well, ahead. and like you said, I mean. Viewing it in game, you're seeing the emissary as this large being behind the scene. It's
2: pretty cool to see here. Is a pretty cool looking titan. And <laughs>
0: then you and then you see, you know, Orin talking to the Drifter. And at this point, you know the emissary because you visited a couple times, and you know the Drifter because you do Gambit. But then there's this other guardian that you have no idea who it is. Except for one throwaway line from Drifter saying, Oh, yeah, she used, you know, the emissary used to be a guardian named Orin.
2: Yeah, and I guess you don't even get the fact that this is Orin until the next card. Because uh, he doesn't actually say her name. Right. So, yeah, you still, this first entry, if you didn't know anything about the, the lore books, this is just a mysterious guardian. All right. Well, if we're ready, I'll move on to the tower. And the flavor text for this is Petty minds Unfit for survival Scene The Guardian jumps through the portal in the derelict And is taken to the hall The Guardian jumps into another portal in the hall A large form of the emissary appears Before the Guardian Along with a vision of the Drifter and Orin I'm leaving I'm going to go find them Drifter There is nothing out there for you Orin Orin Please don't pretend to care this is a courtesy, Dredgen. Drifter, I don't use that name. Not anymore. Oren, your friend Callum says otherwise. Drifter, hand to my heart. I'm not lying. Oren chuckles. You can't even hear yourself. Drifter, Oren, please. Oren, I'm going, Wu Ming. This friendship, or whatever you want to call it, it's over. Try not to get shot. Drifter. We're out of frustration. You want to go back to a thousand years of Traveler's Dogma, kid? Give up your freedom? Fine. You do you. The vision of the Drifter and Oren disappears.
1: If I say quite the lover's spat, <clears throat> is that going to just make you go reeling, Alimus?
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um...
2: I mean, she says in quotes, this, well, uh, it's quoted here, but the way she says it, this friendship, whatever you want to call it. So there's clearly some, they had a relationship that had progressed. And um, this has once again, been thrown away when she realizes who the heck he is. And she just doesn't trust him at this point. Yeah. It's like, it's hard for me even reading, if I hadn't known this, you know, that line, hand to my heart, I'm not lying. He said that before, I think, in game. He says, like, just kind of uh, sarcastically. But you watch him in this video. He is very, very serious. He is almost desperate to, like, reach her.
0: You can tell the sincerity.
2: Yeah. Very, very sincere.
0: Like, he's actually being completely honest with her at this point. And it's a different side of Drifter that we hadn't really seen. Yeah. Also... She just
2: said, "Lover, quarrel." He does mention call her a uh, thousand years of travelers dogma kid. For all you know, it could be the they could have had more of a father daughter relationship. We really don't quite know. <laughs> just throwing a little wrench into anything you might have there. So, but anyway, <laughs> they have a relationship that is basically over. Orin's leaving. She does not trust Wooming, Drifter, whatever he wants to call himself. And this is, once again, that lore card being played out for us on in video form.
0: Yeah. And it was cool to see that.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was happy, happy they put the character in there. She should have had a giant uh, Warhammer, but, you know. Oh, it would have been so amazing. <laughs> she just, like, beat him with it. His ghost reszes him back. That would have made me laugh. <laughs> all right, that's all
0: for me. Yeah, I'm ready to move on.
1: Alright, then I'm going to read The Hanged Man. Flavor text. Warnings equal futile. Scene. The guardian jumps through the portal in the derelict and is taken to the hall. The guardian jumps into another portal in the hall. A large form of the emissary appears before the guardian, along with a vision of the drifter and a normal-sized emissary. Drifter. Hey. How you living, sister? What can old drifter do for you today? Want to play some gambit? The emissary. The Drudgeon has visions. They disturb him. Silhouettes of three triangular pyramids briefly appear near the emissary. Drifter. You know about those, huh? You the one causing them? Tell you right now. I don't appreciate what they say. The emissary. The gift is showing you what you must see. It is your fate. Drifter. No. I make my own choices. The emissary. If that's what you want to believe. Drifter. Fucking psycho. The vision of the drifter and the emissary disappears.
0: I think this might actually be the first interaction that Orin and the drifter had after she became the emissary.
2: I agree. I think he doesn't quite know who he's talking to at the moment. Yeah. Like, when she first appeared in the first card, I think, was when he first saw her, and maybe this is their conversation, you think? Yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. that was Because he kind of looked like he didn't recognize her when she popped out of nowhere in that first entry.
0: So this would be the second conversation, then? Because I'd forgotten about the the first one.
2: He didn't seem like he knew her. If he did, he Sure, still seemed pretty daggone surprised. Yeah. Yeah, and we see that he's get, got visions. Um, and when we did the, uh, the quest, we chose a side.
0: The Allegiance when, quest?
2: Yeah, when we did the Allegiance quest, one of his tapes, he talked about how he had a seat for us for the second collapse that was coming. So he's already talked about how he sees visions of things in the future. And now we see the emissary saying that he's having drift, he's having visions of pyramid ships, which he responds to. Basically, he confirms this. He says, yeah, You know about those? You know, are you causing them? Um, and yep. hey, I love how the emissary doesn't actually kind of 100% really answer him either way. She's the gift is showing you what you must see, it is your fate. So, is that a confirmation that the nine are giving him those visions or, or just saying that? you benefit from having them
0: well considering she called the hall a gift it's making me think that like just being around the hall is causing these things to happen
2: yeah i'm thinking too that they want him to see something
0: kind of like radiation
2: yeah that's true you think they are basically making him see hallucinations and visions on purpose, they knew it would happen by being in close proximity to whatever this hall really has inside of it.
0: it it's possible. Yeah. yeah and and it, I'm I'm happy with that theory.
2: I like it too. And also, I lo- and then of course, Drifter, once again, he makes his own choices. He doesn't listen to his ghost. Not about to listen to this freaking blue psycho, as he calls her at some point.
0: Freaking psycho.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Alright, uh, what do we have? One or two more?
0: I have the last.
2: One more, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, let's close this thing up.
0: I will be covering death. Flavor text. On the horizon, a schism to sunder epics. The Guardian jumps through the portal in the derelict and is taken to the hall. The Guardian jumps into another portal in the hall. A large form of the emissary appears before the Guardian. The Emissary, we have another truth to share with you. The dredgeon should have told you himself, but as always, fear keeps him from true potential. Please, open your mind. The Guardian experiences a vision of the Drifter in the section of the tower where he was previously located before moving to the Annex. He repeatedly throws one of his jade coins up into the air and catches it. Drifter laughs. Might just pull this scam off. And when the time comes, we'll finally be in the clear. The Drifter throws the jade coin in the air, but it doesn't fall back down. He looks up and finds himself teleported to the area in the hall, where the large form of the emissary has previously been seen. Drifter, huh? The Drifter looks around and notices a dark silhouette of a horse nearby. Drifter, a horse... The Drifter turns back around and notices the large form of the Emissary in front of him. Drifter. Okay. The Emissary. We have enjoyed watching you. We came to say farewell. Our attention is required elsewhere. Drifter. Alright. Thanks for the memories, you lunatic. Anything else I can do for you? The Emissary. You're already doing it. Keep playing the game. The jade coin, which the Drifter previously tossed into the air, falls into the palm of his hand. The shape of a triangular pyramid, similar to the ones shown in a previous vision of the Drifter, is shown on the coin. The vision ends, and the Guardian is back in the presence of the large form of the Emissary. The Emissary. The night falls. Out there, on the edge, your fate is a war unseen amid ruined fleets. Two women, feared, untrusted, forever at arm's length. Here at home, your fate is a coin in the hand of a liar. One man, afraid, untrustworthy, forever grasping. You must reckon with yourself. Can you see the path ahead? Do you know the shape of your trial? Drifter's response. The Guardian speaks to the Drifter after visiting the Derelict. Drifter, I told you not to look into the Emissary, and you did it anyway. You know how many people I killed for less? Shut up. Don't answer that. I don't need the sass right now. I'm in over-my-head kid. Emissary and her friends showed me what's coming, and it's what I feared all along. Put aside your dogma. The fight that's coming can't be one with light alone gambits your salvation and mine see you on the field
2: all right man we see the conclusion um and it's kind of funny i love how the drifter gets basically taken to the same situation you get taken to if you well when you went fallless in trials the horse is up there too which is kind of funny um, and basically, they tell him that they're leaving, they need to be watched some, they need somewhere, they need to watch somewhere else, their attention is required somewhere else, and that they want him to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, which I would assume, I don't know, keep playing the game, something having to do with Gambit, we keep don't quite Gambit know, going, keep Gambit Wait. going, because at the end, basically, uh. Drifter says, you know, that he's there. He's in some serious trouble. He knows what's coming. And he says that Gambit's your salvation and mine. So, what exactly he's doing with Gambit? Maybe he's stockpiling a lot of motes, a lot of power. Um, I don't think, because we've been told that Drifter, I mean that, sorry, Gambit is this big thing to try to draw out the Darker Guardians. You know, that's what Shin wants it to be. But clearly the Drifter has some ulterior motive. That's coming about this, and we know that him he is able to save Motes of Dark and use them for his own benefit, so uh, you know, he's able to control Taken with them, to a degree. We see he kind of fails the first time he tries it not until he at least gets the hall to pull around. I think that's where he gets a lot more of the power from, but yeah um, the bit is somehow the salvation the fight, the pyramid ships off question mark like i'm not 100 sure what that's about but it's very interesting to see what might happen
0: well and and as far as the the game you know it, it's definitely referring to gambit yeah i think so and like the only thing i i'm thinking of is like in gambit we collect motes of dark mm-hmm. what if that is us starting to use the darkness
2: yeah, I think that's why we've proved ourselves to Drifter that we are be trusted by him to a degree. Specifically, if you've gone along with him for the Allegiance Quest and all that stuff, he's basically told us that we have a seat in his getaway vehicle, as you were, uh, for whenever all hell breaks loose. Um, so yeah, I think that we also have shown that we're able to walk that thin line, you know Shin is referred to. So I think that whatever's going to show up, it's going to have something to do with an understanding of the darkness in some way. We still yeah. don't know exactly what the Drifter accomplished when he was stuck on that ice planet for so long, or where in the timeline that happened. But uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot left. There's a lot of story, which is why everyone asked, when, since the new DLC is focused on Eris when are we going to see the stuff about Mara? When are we going to see stuff about Drifter and the final bits of like Shin in this whole thing? So hopefully they tie this whole universe story together soon. Um, but I honestly think that the Pyramid ships might be set up for like, not for like another year or something like that.
0: I think there's going to be a lot of buildup and it's going to be D3. Yeah,
2: which they're not, they claim that they're not even really having any thoughts about yet. Um, I have heard someone say, if we remember the vision when the Traveler exploded, um, it showed, well, sorry, when the Traveler came to life and let out that shockwave of energy. That's what I meant mm-hmm. by explosion. It didn't actually explode. No one, Traveler didn't blow up, guys. Don't worry. I misspoke. Uh, they showed it reaching different planets until it hit the pyramid ship. And it seemed to have followed. Planets, as we've kind of like released expansions. So, a lot of people have been Mm -hmm. using that video in order to say, you know, where are we going next? Um, So, the pyramid ships were last, and there are still a couple more worlds that we haven't seen before that. So, um, I think we probably have a couple more expansions before we're even really realizing what the darkness or the pyramid ships really are.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I'm sticking with my theory that. We're not going to see them in D2, but we're going to get a lot of hints as to what they are going to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, For all I know, Bungie has not 100% fleshed out the whole story for them. I think it's far enough in advance that they kind of know what they're going to do something with them. They're going to be a big deal, but maybe they don't know exactly how everything's going to tie together. I wouldn't blame them if they don't have every single little bit planned out because this is a pretty complicated story.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's all felt episodic. Like, each DLC is unto itself, but then there's tiny bits of lore that tie all of it together.
2: And then the one other point, it says, two women and one man. We have one man, afraid, untrustworthy, forever grasping. Drifter. Three on that. Two yeah. women, feared, untrusted, forever at arm's length. One of those is Mara for me. Um, what about the other? Eris?
0: I still say Eris because the last time we had seen her, aside from the the trailer, um, she was diving into Hive magic.
2: She's always been feared and untrusted. And she's always at arm's length. That's true, too. And, you know, if that ties back in, what did we have at the very beginning? There were three that transcended their own design. Yep. One being the Drifter. That's the one man. Could quite honestly say that the other two transcended their design or referred to here—two women who were feared and untrusted, rever arm's length. I could totally see that be Mara, and Eris. Yeah. So, uh, we've had that, and actually, now that I'm thinking, reading this card after their their reveal, we had the Dreaming City story about Mara, and uh, the the writers at Bungie for when interviewed with Dado interviewed him. They said that this new DLC is going to be Eris's kind of version of that—the whole Dreaming City cycle. Uh, we're going to investigate kind of her story and what she's been doing. So I think that Eris is about to play a pretty major role going forward, also. And I think that's why we're going to be going to the moon before we come back to this existing story. I think she has a part to play in the overarching story that needs to be introduced mm-hmm. first.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for Shadow Keep now.
2: Yeah, for sure, dude.
0: Like I was excited before, but now it's it's like I'm I'm feeling hyped.
2: The lore implications are all. Several awesome. months out. Well, yeah, and me too. Now that I've just mentioned that, it was kind of just like this is going to be a cool expansion, but it's like no, this could literally be the setup that is required. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for it.
0: Forsaken Part Two. Forsaken Part Two.
2: <laughs> all right, that's all I got on these. Um. Play them in-game. Watch them. Get your own theories. Um, It really, I think, was just a way to introduce the Nine into the lives of people who only play the game and don't get into the lore. Um, There's nothing super deep going on. I think it's like a surface-level introduction. There's definitely plenty to theorize on, but give it a go. There are some pretty cool cutscenes. And you get powerful loot, even doing them late, so not a bad bargain.
0: But Unfortunately, you're only able to complete the nine of them once. Yes.
2: I have not finished mine, so I use those for power level now.
0: I I did finish mine.
2: Yeah. I <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I, pretty sure Mrs. Ivan has
0: fallen asleep.
2: Yep. I was just about to say, I thought she was earlier, but now I think I hear a mild snoring. So why yeah. don't we just go ahead and move on to shoutouts.
0: So for me, Ishtar Collective, because... Like, all of this was pulled from them. Like, I I hadn't prepped this a whole lot before. Um, So all of this was pulled from them. And second shout-out to, uh, you know what, to all the dads out there. Like, we're recording on Saturday, so tomorrow is going to be Father's Day. It will have been two days late for all the dads actually listening. But still, happy Father's Day.
2: Very nice. Uh, For my shout-outs, shout-out to all the new... I guess it's kind of also for Mrs. Ivan, if she's still asleep. (laughs) Shout-out to the Twitter followers. She's had a lot of uh, interactions that she has shared with us on Twitter, and we seem to be getting a lot more followers lately um, being mentioned, and we've been starting to make some cool connections with, you know, some of the lore community and our fans. And it's just been really cool to see how this podcast is growing. Um, you know, she was just re-listening to Focus Fire chat and she's like, they started a lot like us. They're talking about how this is for the clan and like don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. And she's like, and there's they're like, you know, they're so much they're they've successful now. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's kind of cool to see that we might actually be something that people enjoy. So thank you guys for uh, sharing some of the love with us. We really do appreciate it, and hopefully we'll be here to continue on for years to come.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
2: Alright. Well, I guess we're closing and signing off.
0: So, for all those listening, uh, Mrs. Hyven is going to have double shout outs next week because she isn't feeling well and just kind of conked out. Uh, so, have a good Week everybody. And yeah. uh bump bump bump. Goodbye.
2: We'll catch you later. Maybe Elemist will f- throw in an old soundbite there. <laughs> Goodbye, guys.
1: Um, real quick, mm-hmm. I got a monster out here who is just not cooperating with me. And Han, I think I might need you to grab her.
2: What's she doing? She's quiet. Um
1: She might be quiet, but I think right now she might be chewing on the carpet. I'm watching her Did
2: her. ever try getting up and stopping
1: her?
0: You know, crazy Callie idea. Callie is
1: laying down <laughs> with me. <laughs> don't stare at me, you weirdo. I'm just, like, having a hard time focusing because I'm so busy trying to watch her through the camera because she's behind the couch and I can't see her and it's, like, Callie's asleep and I don't want to mess with the one that's actually asleep. Yeah. She's trying Makes to sense. shoot on shoes and, like, just all kinds of craziness.
0: Makes sense. No, I I totally know how that is. Um, Because, like, it it was the same with my brother and sister growing up. Whenever one was out, you you took the other one far away because you didn't want (laughs) the one that was asleep to wake up.
1: (laughs) Great. Fun fact, his brother and sister are twins. So, just to explain that. Yeah. They didn't just have, like, back-to-back babies. They just popped two out at once.
2: Oh, I made the mistake of giving her a squeaker toy. I thought this one had yeah. no squeaker in it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that to yourself. All right. up uh, right, it. right, a second. Let me
2: get the squeak squeaker toy away from her. you having so much.
1: I think all of the scruff, I'm pretty sure they all at least have one. I think they all still have the no squeaker, and then one has two squeakers. Gruffles is their favorite
0: toy. So now the quietness is all over now.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's move on to your other pun from last week and figure out if you're all still searching for the truth.
2: Can we give our 10 seconds of pause for editing? Eh,
0: whatever.
1: And they've asked me this question. Really?
2: Can we restart? I'm going to take away all their squeaky toys because this is starting to get a little too many dog noises.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: He <laughs> just took an armful of fluffy squeaky toys and yelled, "Don't follow me." <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to between
2: discussion. me accidentally copying and pasting the same thing into the sentence and yeah. <laughs> no,
0: oh.
1: We already named you. This is not about you. <laughs> She's <crazy. sighs> Okay Scene The guardian jumps through <laughs>
2: Nice kissing is. And wow that's a good video there
1: right The booty <laughs> right in, Bawas, in the video Kona's butt with all up in the video camera oh She God. just came up Walked across the computer And decided she needed to kiss me <laughs> Let's turn from scene. I like saw her coming too, and I was like, I can't stop this. It's this just happening. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and Elemis so graciously put a picture of Orin up for you, Mrs. Ivan.
1: Her walking away from Drifter. I don't love you anymore.
0: Don't get me started.
1: <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs>